Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, where we will be discussing new initiatives in the college's quality assurance program. I am Dr. Kim Lambert, the Associate Registrar for Quality Practice with the College of Veterinarians of Ontario. Today, I am joined by Dr. Patricia Alderson, a member of the College's Council and the Chair of the Quality Assurance Committee. Hello, Tricia. Welcome, and thank you for joining me for this podcast. Hi, Kim. I'm happy to be here today. Today, we will be talking about what's new in the quality assurance area of the college. Veterinarians in Ontario are highly competent professional practitioners who understand and promote high standards in veterinary medicine. It is through the quality assurance program that the college aims to support veterinarians in maintaining their competency and professionalism while ensuring the delivery of safe and quality veterinary medicine. It certainly is a vast area of the college's work. Through Quality Assurance Program, the college strives to assure the public that veterinarians are competent professionals who are committed to lifelong learning throughout their careers, participating in continuing education opportunities and consistently tending to their competence, veterinarians are better equipped to adapt to the evolving nature of veterinary medicine. The Quality Assurance Program includes the peer advisory conversation and the peer review of medical records. The college is excited to finally launch the peer advisory conversation in the summer of 2021. This program is a core component of the college's quality assurance program. The conversation supports veterinarians in assessing their practice against professional standards and identifying opportunities for learning. By volunteering to participate in a peer advisory conversation, Veterinarians are provided with a positive learning experience and support so that they can provide safe, competent care that meets current practice standards and is in their patient's best interests. Although I'm no longer in clinical practice, I certainly remember how challenging it can be to stay up to date on expectations and policy changes while also working in a busy clinic. The peer advisory conversation can help with that. It includes tips for managing risk areas, insight into practice standards and regulatory requirements, and it gives suggestions for continuing professional development. It can be a very challenging thing to stay on top of the changes in veterinary medicine, uh, but I know in my own practice, there are so many times that we share ideas, discuss cases, discuss challenges and solutions uh, with our colleagues. Uh, it could be very beneficial. The college's program really just formalizes these conversations that are occurring in the profession already. Of course, there's the added benefit of the credibility of information shared by the trained peer advisor. In a peer advisory conversation, a veterinarian who's been trained by the college will meet with you to discuss your practice experiences and provide you with an opportunity to reflect on your professional knowledge and skills. That's right. And this conversation is meant to promote reflective practice, which is a skill that veterinarians can use every day. It is helpful to reflect on your cases and identify any areas that require further knowledge or skill development and to pursue learning opportunities in those areas. Yeah, if you're a veterinarian that's interested in taking advantage of this great resource, the first step is to submit to the college the pre-conversation questionnaire, which is found on the CVO website under resources for veterinary professionals. Within about a week, you will be matched to a peer advisor and receive an information package from the college. From here, the peer advisor will reach out to you and ask for you to send over four cases to be reviewed. 
these four cases will serve as a starting point to allow for a case-based discussion. We know these are busy and challenging times for veterinarians and scheduling the conversation is at your convenience. You will also complete the professional quality of life scale, focusing on compassion, satisfaction, and fatigue. When you care for animals and clients, you have direct contact with their lives. And as you may have found, your compassion for those you care for can affect you in positive and negative ways. This scale will ask you questions about yourself and your current work situation and provides insight into levels of compassion, satisfaction, and burnout. It's not necessary for you to submit your results, but the peer advisor will discuss this tool with you during the conversation. This life scale was included in the process because of the importance of mental health and ensuring that you're taking the time to tend to your wellness. As you are aware, veterinary medicine is a very demanding and challenging profession and discussing your wellness with a colleague, such as the peer advisor, can be a, a way to help mitigate the stress of the situation. This is definitely an essential step of the process and completing the professional quality of life scale beforehand enables you to identify any areas where you may be struggling. In addition to this, the peer advisor will use several conversa conversation tools for the discussion, which you can view on the website at www.cvo.org backslash PAC. On the day that you and your advisor agreed to meet, you can expect the conversation to last around two hours. Uh, 30 minutes of that is a discussion on continued professional development. There is 15 minutes of discussion per case, so a total of one hour for the four cases. And then there's 30 minutes dedicated to a discussion on non-technical skills, such as communication, leadership, and wellness. Then within about four weeks after your conversation, you'll receive your peer advisory conversation report and a post report questionnaire. This questionnaire is your opportunity to convey your opinion to the college about your experience as a participant. And your feedback is welcome and is essential to the ongoing evaluation and growth of the program. The peer advisory conversation report is confidential and the results will not be made public. And as a participant, you will have the opportunity to share your experiences with a peer, bounce ideas off of the colleague, learn something new, get feedback on how to focus your uh, continued professional development, and contribute to the profession's responsibility to ensure quality care through quality assurance activities. And of course, your participation counts towards your yearly professional development hours. So I encourage you to join the conversation and gain this valuable knowledge from your peers. Thanks, Trisha. The other program through Quality Assurance that we wanted to discuss today is the Peer Review of Medical Records program. The college places a strong emphasis on high quality medical records. Medical records are central to safe quality veterinary medicine and provide the basis for continuity of care. To mitigate risks to the public, the peer review of medical records supports veterinarians in meeting the standards for medical record keeping. By supporting veterinarians in meeting the standards, these promote optimal veterinary care and peer review of medical records mitigates risk to the public. Veterinary practices chosen for a peer review of medical records are identified through a random selection process and participation is mandatory. About 84 practices are randomly selected each year. 
the selected practices receive a letter of notification and will be asked to submit records for review within 30 days. Once your records package is received by the college, it will be assessed by a trained peer reviewer who is also a veterinarian. The college aims to complete the evaluation and provide you with a report within three weeks after receiving your records. The report will include a total score, which will indicate whether your practice was successful or not in the assessment. A practice that is successful in the assessment will be exempted from random selection for five years. If the practice is unsuccessful, directions will be provided for corrective actions and reevaluation. This program allows for an objective assessment of your record keeping and provides valuable insight into record keeping processes. Following the comments from reviewers, many veterinarians have improved their records to ensure a more efficient use of staff time, better communication between staff and with clients, and enhanced capacity to ensure continuity of care for veterinary patients. As I mentioned initially, medical records are essential to safe quality veterinary medicine and provide the basis for continuity of care. The peer advisory conversation and peer review of medical records are both programs that support veterinarians in demonstrating their continuing competence and the safety and quality of their work. Programs such as these ensure the public has safe, high quality veterinary medicine in Ontario. That's right, Tricia. And I also wanted to take a moment to tell our listeners about another resource offered by the college. The Ethics Resource Hub was introduced in the spring of 2021. The hub features a collection of online resources that assist veterinarians in building their skills in ethical decision-making. The public trusts veterinarians to make sound ethical decisions, and we as veterinarians encounter moral conflicts every day, whether it's related to euthanasia, or animal use or abuse, quality of life, conflicts of interest, informed consent, or even colleagues in distress. A great introduction to decision-making on ethical issues is to complete the e-learning module. The module is about 45 minutes long and it will assist you in determining the most appropriate ethical action in situations of uncertainty. The model includes information on professional ethics, the code of ethics, and a model for ethical decision-making. The Ethics Resource Hub includes resources in four key areas. In tools and frameworks, you will find useful documents that provide guidance for resolving an ethical dilemma. In discussions, we have posted recordings from college sessions, including an overview of ethics and practice, as well as a discussion on resolving an ethical issue focused on euthanasia. Two other sections are the library and case scenarios, which include helpful resources from credible sources and challenging scenarios to practice ethical decision-making. The Ethics Resource Hub is updated frequently, so plan to check in often. The Hub is found on the college website at cbo.org backslash hub, H-U-B. That's a great resource, Kim, and an excellent way to wrap up today. Don't forget that the college's practice advisors are readily available to assist you with any questions you may have about expectations or policy. Thank you for joining us today to discuss what's new with quality assurance. And if you have any questions, do not hesitate to visit the college website or contact the college for further information.